<clears throat> Good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us this morning. This is the third Sunday in January, and we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries today. So for anyone born in the month of January, I have an anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Uh, we want to continue to uh, pray for those in the midst of this pandemic. We believe that uh, we worship a risen Christ in the midst of a crisis, but we do want to be uh, mindful of that. And <clears throat> today's message uh, is entitled Following Christ to Life. Following Christ to Life. Our foundation scripture is a single focal scripture of what Christ said to Peter in John 21, 19b. And this time, uh, the Sunday message is actually following the Wednesday service because we discussed this Wednesday night in Bible study. But uh, Christ tells Peter to follow him. And in this sermon text, my heart's desire is to explain that. And we, we briefly touch on uh, Psalms 1911. 1 Corinthians uh, verses, uh, chapter 15, verse 31, the first part, and John 14 and 6 with Christ making uh, a declaration of, of not just what he offers, but, but who he is. And also, we'd like to thank those who have financially supported us to, to this point, but... <clears throat> remind you how you can give uh, in digital currency via the cash app. Our cash tag is dollar sign Mount Sinai UMC. Again, that's dollar sign M-T-S-I-N-A-I-U-M-C is the way that you can give uh, via cash app. We, we graciously receive uh, all all contributions, small and large alike. For those who like to send cash or money order, you can send that to uh, Mount Sinai UMC P.O. Box 349 Hazelhurst, Mississippi, zip code 39083. Again, Mount Sinai P.O. Box 349 Hazelhurst, Mississippi, 39083. <clears throat> We got quite a bit to cover today, and I want to be re respectful uh, of your time. So <clears throat> with that, let's go ahead and jump into, uh, let's, let's go ahead and say our prayer, and, and we'll get right into today's text and, and message by your heads. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you for your grace, your mercy, Lord God, for your spiritual insight, Lord God, for your protection, Lord God, for your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God, for your supernatural insights and, and, and what you reveal to us and let us in on, Lord God, even when, when we don't understand, Lord God, even when we don't see clearly in this world, believing and trusting in you, Lord God, believing as 
was written in your scripture in Romans 8 and 28, that all things are working together for the good of those who, who love you and who are called according to your purpose. Lord God, I pray that in this message, Lord God, we see a, a clear picture that as we continue to move into this new year where, where we're setting new goals and some have, have resolutions, Lord God, that we remember that, that above all, that we are to follow you and to focus on you for eternal life, Lord God. Not just the life to come, but a better righteous life here and now. In the person's name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a great segue to just mention. Uh, not not feeling my, my best trying to <clears throat> uh, overcome, just not, not feeling my best. But nevertheless, we, we're going to press forward and, and I'll try to keep uh, the distractions down to a minimum. So my, my first question is typical as asking question is, uh, how how do you live after you're saved? How how do you live after you're saved? Because in preparing for this message, I'm thinking it's as as being a pastor, it's it's always a delicate balance of nourishing and feeding those who have been in church for a while, those who are saints, those who are saved, <clears throat> but never forsaking the opportunity to offer Christ to those who may not know. And I never, ever want to take for granted or make a false assumption that just because people are in the physical church, that the church is in them, that they know Christ. So how do you live uh, after you're saved? And then that 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 brings us um, in, into the message. But just jumping in, <clears throat> the, the part that we want to focus on is the part that's highlighted in red. But it said, then uh, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter will glorify God. This is a conversation Jesus is having with, with Peter and he asked him three times if he loved him. And Peter finally said, Lord, you know that I love you. So then Jesus says, then he said to him, Follow me. And notice that it has an exclamation mark at the end. Follow me. So Christ says to, to, to Peter in a decorative statement, follow me. Immediately after that, Peter looks and sees John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And John is the one that's credited with writing this particular passage of scripture. But he asked, what about him? And I'm like, that. that is so much like human nature that Christ speaks directly to us, just like he spoke directly to Peter. And we're still concerned about uh, other saints, other followers, other believers, other people in the church uh, <clears> or <throat> what they're doing. So the answer to the question, what do you do? Uh, after you live, is the process of transformation after accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. And that's called sanctification or righteous living. So, so after receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, the, the life that we're living then is called sanctification 
a righteous living. And righteous living, is, uh, this is overly simplified, but it's in right standing with God. It's not about being right or wrong, but in right standing with God. <clears throat> so how, how is this achieved? Great question. In two parts. As Jesus re reminds Peter in John 21, uh, 19b, follow me. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus tells Peter to follow him as well. We should always follow Christ. We should always follow Christ. Number two, to aid us in this process, Christ has sent the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to live in our hearts, to be our God. So Jesus is saying, uh, one of the... I say early in my life when I'm deepening my study to better understand the word of God, when Christ says to his disciples, it is good for you that I must go. And I'm thinking, how is it good that you go? And then Christ goes on to explain, because if I do not go, the Holy Spirit, you know, will, will not come. So in the presence of Christ, when, when we had Emmanuel, God with us, when we had the, the, the very living God uh, embodied in the person of Christ. He had the very em embodiment limitations, but by sending the Holy Spirit, now we, we have uh, full access to, to heaven, to the kingdom of God, to the power of Christ that's, that's in our heart to <clears throat> be, be our God. The psalmist in Psalms 19, uh, 119 and 11 put it this way. The psalmist in, in verse, <clears throat> in chapter 119, verse 11, puts it this way. On, let me increase this psalm so it'll be a little bit easier to read. It says, I treasure your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. And some of your translations, when you go back and read Psalms 119, it may, re may read, I have hidden your word in my heart. And I chose that particular passage, uh, this particular translation from the New Revised Standard Version, because I like the way it says treasure, read a little bit plainer to me, but hidden. But, but the New King James or the King James version of the Bible would say, I have hidden your word in my heart so I, I wouldn't, so I won't sin against you. Um, the Apostle Paul puts it this way. He says, I die every day. First <clears throat> Corinthians 15 and 31. I die every day, 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. So what 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 does he um what what does he mean by that? What <clears throat> excuse me what Paul is saying in that passage is that he's putting his flesh to, to death for the sake of Christ. 
He's putting his flesh to death for the sake of Christ because there's a constant warring between the flesh and the spirit. There's a constant warring between the, the flesh and the spirit. The flesh wants to do natural things, what, what we desire to do naturally, whereas the spirit, the guidance of Christ supernaturally prompts us and guides us to do what, what we should do. So dying daily means starting every new day with Christ in mind <clears throat> and desiring to please him and to do what, what he asks of us in humble obedience. Remember, this is still uh, primarily focusing on answering the question for the saints in the church as we go into the new year. How do you live? What, what What's the desire? How do you live uh, after you're saved? Now, when we repent, first repentance or uh, what we call in the church backsliding or falling away or falling away from Christ. And the reason why I, why I keep reiterating this, I think it's been two years ago now where I, I read the uh, year-long devotional of Oswald Chambers. And one of the things Oswald Chambers suggested in this devotional was not becoming spiritually relaxed. Don't give in to spiritual relaxation. In other words, don't, don't receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Know that you have your salvation intact and stop do, doing the work. Stop, stop striving to have that sanctification, that righteous living. So <clears throat> when true repentance takes place, two things happen. One, we turn away from whatever it was that was drawing us away from Christ or away from God, whatever that was. And two, we then turn back toward God. That's true repentance, turning away from what was drawing us away from God and turning toward God to, to go <clears throat> back to him. And this is something the Holy Spirit has, has been pressing on my heart for several days now and, and just really been figuring out, even uh, <clears throat> uh, before the, the, the Wednesday lesson uh, on Wednesday night. And today, I, I try to put in words what the Holy Spirit has been pressing upon my heart for about a week and a half now. And it says, however... Making a step toward Christ is far more than a step in the right direction. See, now in the new year, we're making uh, new year resolutions, new goals. I'm, I'm more of goal-oriented writer. I try and figure out what I may have missed from last year and adjust and write new goals for this year. And so far, I'm doing great. But of course, we're just three weeks in, right? But uh, writing goals for the future. But Nothing is is as important as clinging to, following, and holding to Christ, the Word of Christ, the Word of God. So a step toward Christ is far more than a step in the right direction. It's stepping from death to life. Apostle Paul made, made 
uh, a similar statement like that, but we're moving from death to life. So we're actually doing more than moving in the right direction. We're actually uh, embracing life. And here we go. <clears throat> so in John 14, and this is the final scriptural passage for today. And I like to get the words of Christ uh, as I'm going through my lessons, because as we're uh, Christians, those of us who are following Christ, I think the words of Christ are paramount, uh, most important. So this is John 14 and 6. And it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So continuing on from what I was trying to explain Wednesday and Wednesday lesson to today, eternal life is not just what Christ offers. In that passage, he said, I am the way. The early believers in the church were considered people of the way because he is the way to eternal life, the way to heaven, the way to, to the Father, the way to eternal life. Thus, the title of this message, uh, Following Christ to Life. To be grammatically correct, um, all these tools I use nowadays preparing my message, it was saying to live. I said, yeah, but to, to, to life. It is more holistic, scripturally sound in what I'm trying to say, even though it may not be grammatically correct. Following as in actively following Christ to life is to live in, <coughs> excuse me, is to follow Christ in life because he is that life. So then what's the takeaways, Pastor Scott? Certainly, certainly glad, glad you asked. Closing point and takeaways, and, and, and I'll share my notes with you all on this in closing. We must follow Christ and him only to achieve eternal life. Not just the heavenward or heaven and life to come, but in, in the life that, that we're striving to, to live now. Not just in the life to come, but in the life that we're striving to lead now, we must follow Christ and him only to achieve eternal life. Number two, we must die to self in order to live in Christ, to live in Christ. Uh, reflecting again on the message with Apostle Paul saying that he died daily. So, so we must humbly and obediently submit our will to Christ daily dying to whatever our selfish, fleshly desires are. And number three, trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this by ourselves. And Christ knew this, and that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts, to be our guide. We must follow Christ and him only to achieve eternal life. We must die to self in order to live in Christ. And three, 
trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit to help us uh, uh, achieve that. And with that, <clears throat> let's go before the Lord in closing prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you for your grace, your mercy, your guidance, Lord God, your peace, your oversight, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the life that we have in you. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your peace. Thank you for the power that we have in the Holy Spirit, that when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel weakened, Lord God, when we feel lost, Lord God, we know that we can rely and trust on you. So uh, I've referenced the Apostle Paul several times, Lord God, and I'm reminded now that that even when, when, when he said that he boasts in his weakness, for when he is weak, then he is strong because he knows that the power of the resurrected Christ is working in him. Now to him who is able to present our spotless and blameless before the throne of grace, I pray that you keep our hearts and mind both in the knowledge and in the love of Jesus Christ. Go in peace. Know that I love you and God loves you too. I hope and pray <clears throat> that you all will join us on Wednesday night where we have uh, uh, a deeper discussion on how we venture into the new year to live in Christ. God bless. Go in peace.